going on everybody welcome back to the show it's real talk with the six man and i am your host the six man um we're gonna we're gonna switch it up today we're gonna switch it up um we're gonna do something a little different man we're gonna talk about something that i didn't think i was going to actually start talking about but here i am we're gonna talk about you know, being a being a man. I'ma just say being a man and um and being openly gay as a man and what type of struggles um that 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 entails. I mean because a lot of times um we know in today's society um it just seems like if a female does it she's a lot more forgiving or doesn't get that much flat about it but if a man doesn't it's a whole different ball game so I wanted to tackle it and see and see what the differences are so um, I got a couple people that I think that I want to talk to that I got in mind and luckily I got one who um, who ready to talk man so um, I want to hear his story um, and hear stories of others. So I hope y'all take some time um, with an open mind and uh, you know enjoy this show, man. We're gonna be talking about being openly gay as a man. Y'all enjoy the show. So I know we've been saying that we was going to hook up, so I'm glad that the trip went well. Um, I know you said you went to Texas a little while to get away. Yep. You know, get a little, little what they call it, a, a mini vacation, but yeah. pretty much back at home, though. So you back, and of course you already know what's going on with the shutdown. Yep. So just real quick, give me a brief synopsis of, you know, not necessarily, you know, in detail what you do, but, you know, get a view as a, a take of where you work and how this shutdown is affecting you. So I work for one of the law firms in our gov- in our federal government. My specific job is in IT, where I'm a tra- I, I'm student trainee. So I but I also do a lot of trainings and stuff like that. So pretty much just any computer issues any of the attorneys have, um, any network issues with regarding the internet and how to store things, kind of just deal with anything that deals with a laptop, pretty much. Okay. Um, so I mean, so are, so are you contracted or are you? Federally employee, or I am no, yeah, I'm federal employee. Our okay. section doesn't have any contractors as of yet. Oh wow! So pretty much our entire section is it's done. Yeah, but I, I mean, and so I mean, I, there's a lot of people that have different feelings about him. And I mean, when I say him, yeah, everybody knows <laughs> who I'm talking about. Yep. So in terms of him, like, how does like how does that make you feel being a federal employee? And it's been damn near a month, and you guys. I mean, either some people tell me that they've been at work and not gotten paid. Yeah. Some people just that their director told them not to come to work. So, like, how does that? I mean, I know with the shutdown, that's probably not not saying why you went home, but of course you had some free time. Yeah. But how does that make you feel knowing that he's the leader of the free world and just like you know what? If without the wall, I'm just shutting it down. Like it makes no sense. It's kind of just really aggravating. 
It has its positives and negatives where I was able to go to Texas for two weeks pretty much. So that would be a plus. Yeah, like I didn't have to worry about leave or anything like that. But then at the same time, it's it's been a whole month where I haven't gotten a paycheck. And with student bills and all this stuff, it really adds up. And we do... I do go month by month. Right. So the fact that I haven't gotten paid for a whole month, really not the best situation. Right. But I don't know. It's kind of... I feel the worst for those people that are... Um, they are determined as essential. Right. So they have to work Right. Regardless. Right. They're not getting paid for a whole month. And that's a lot of those TSA workers, too. That's, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to call out sick, but I'm going to go work yeah. at another job. Exactly. That's crazy. And, I mean, it. me and my coworkers, we kind of just say it as a joke, but, I mean, if it goes on for much longer, who knows? We might have to get other jobs. Right. I mean, because it's been some job fairs. Um, yeah. I know somebody that, um, I know somebody that works um, for your office. I'll say that. I know somebody that works for your office, and I recently um, had an um, episode with her, and she basically told me how she went to another private sector job yeah. just until this thing is over it, yeah. even if it's over now for her she's a licensed lawyer mm-hmm. so it's a little you know, a little easier for her because she can get to pick up a client get a case or whatever but yeah. everybody else like in your situation you're not that fortunate I mean you you, you literally need this money from work is your job the, yeah right. our work is through the company so right. it's nothing that we could really like freelance out of in our free time if we wanted right. to right so yeah it definitely makes it a lot harder right and, I don't know. I guess we'll just kind of see, see where what it happens. Goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's some bullshit, but it's it is it's what just, it is. It's kind of ridiculous yeah. because you would think that if you're not going to get paid and you're not going to work, that hopefully it would be for a good reason. And I don't know. I have personally, I haven't met anyone who thinks that's a good reason. But not so. even that though. But listen to what you just said. Working for free. Yeah. That's slavery. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Pretty much. And I feel like everybody who voted him in, he's treating everybody the same. Yeah. So it's like. Now what? You yeah. voted him in. Now look how he treating you, which is wild. So we had a bigger topic that we wanted to discuss, which I thought it was serious. And I felt like um, when I got the call from my homie and was basically like, you know, you know, get in touch with you. I wanted to touch bases with you first to kind of make sure, one, that it was okay. Yeah, yeah. And two, you know, just to get your take on the whole, um, the whole conversation. So the topic of conversation is coming out. Mm-hmm. And so... When, when we talk about coming out, like, can you give me an idea of what that meant for you? Like, literally coming out. Like, what did that mean for you? Honestly, it... Some, to some people, it's the mo- one of the most important things about being gay or bi or whatever. To me, it was more of a... Like, this is just the next step in my life. I don't really care about coming out as much, if this makes any sense. It, I just didn't want it to be a secret anymore. Okay. Because it got exhausting. Like, really? For, take me, take me, take me back a little through how that. Yeah. How, how I got to that point. So, I'm from Dallas, Texas. Okay. Not the most open city. Not the most closed off either. Like okay. there are a lot of open minds, especially now. Okay. But definitely growing up, it wasn't like that at all. So it was kind of like, even though I didn't know, I kind of knew. And it just, so like literally from the beginning, elementary school time, I, I always felt like there was something that I needed to keep hidden, not tell anyone. 
and then when I was able to kind of figure out that I am so you so you felt it back then elementary oh, school yeah, so this absolutely. was like what fifth sixth grade before that probably oh wow okay I mean literally so what was the what was the thing that that where you just knew at that moment like you it just clicked like you know what I might be back then it wasn't more of like I I knew an aha moment it was more like all my guy friends are telling me how they have crushes on these girls but I never really felt that okay and then it was kind of like I don't know I guess it was like a mini crush or something probably right. I guess that's the best way I would describe it right where I kind of felt that towards people that were guys and it never made a lot of sense to me I didn't really want to think about it and I just kind of kept that was it an awkward off. was it an awkward feeling that you didn't feel what they felt or it was kind of reverse it was just like you just it just was you was like oh okay like it was kind of a mixture of both I really wanted it to be 100% like I don't care whatever I don't really need to think about it okay but I mean especially at that age right. and especially in middle school when right. everyone's like really talking about getting together with someone right. and stuff like that that's when I really felt like yeah this is see see different. when I see when I was in elementary school we had freaky friday <laughs> <laughs> so on fridays it was like d day it was like if you missed like monday through thursday friday was d day to go to school <laughs> Because Freaky Friday was the day that you chased the girls and you, okay. you got your fear. Hey, me, I'm telling you, for real. And so that's why I say in elementary school, um, you know, that young is still impressionable because your mind is still like, you know, where am I? Yeah. And so in my mind, and I, I'm trying to think in a mind of like what, what, really, um, what really allowed it to come to fruition. Like, you know what? This is what I am. This is what it is. And, and that's and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Because, I, I mean, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I mean, not, yeah. not taking anything away from you, but I wouldn't know what that feels like. So, I mean, I know you said the guys would, you know, say things about girls and you'll just be like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, like it would go over my head. Right. Um, honestly, it just kind of happens as the years go by where okay. you really, like, figure it out. Okay. Was it I'm a, sure. Was it a friend? Did you have a friend to kind of talk to about it, or not really? Especially okay. in the beginning, it okay. was. I didn't even want my best friends to know. Really, they they did not find out. I think I probably knew two and a half years ish before I told my friends. Okay, and even for those two and a half years, I was dead set on never having them never find out. Wow. And okay. It. I mean, what was the what was the reasoning behind that though? Them not you 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 not wanting them to know. I feel like a majority, the biggest part for me was I still wasn't okay with it. I oh. I didn't really with I was so my family's very religious. Okay. Um, there's a Hindu section of Hinduism that is called the Hare Krishnas. Okay. And they're I mean the some of the teachings are pretty similar with the way. Christians view homosexuality. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say it's as aggressive as Christianity and the Bible, but it definitely, I mean, it's a religion from India. Right. So there's definitely, like, the whole cultural aspect of it as well, regardless of religion. But it's a little bit more laid back. I would say maybe the smallest bit, but still where I felt like it was not anything I ever wanted to talk about, not anything I ever wanted to think about. Okay. Definitely was never, ever, ever, ever going to have a boyfriend or anything like that in my life. Wow. Um, 
that, so kind of getting over that hurdle, the religious hurdle, was probably one of the first things that I had to do in order to really accept it and figure it out. Okay. And yeah, for those two and a half years, I really did not feel that. It and maybe, was rough. Yeah, it was kind of like there was like a very strong feeling, like why did God do this to you? Yeah, to making me. you feel like that. Yeah. Okay. It, like, I mean, you've seen it with Ellen DeGeneres. Like, her entire life basically stopped for a hot minute. Absolutely. Where she, and it was all just because she came out. So it's nothing that I was really surprised for that, no, I don't know what's going to happen if I come out. I knew, like, even the first time that I thought that, hey, I might be gay, I knew exactly what that would mean if I were to come out. Okay. That I was going to lose mostly friends. From, mostly from family. I mean, family, of course friends, but yeah. mostly from family. All of it. Friends, family, school teachers, just strangers. It could be anyone. You never know. And I think I'm such a pessimist that I kind of was just planning for the worst. That like, what if my teachers hated me? What if um, my family hated me? What if my friends hated me? And I was just left all alone. It means mentally you were just preparing your mind for the worst. Exactly. That's kind of what I felt like I had to do in order to kind of get past the religious thing and the personal thing where I was just like I don't know if this is the journey that I want to go and, on and just myself. so we clear you said Hinduism you said it was along the lines of what again? Hare Krishna wow okay yeah okay they don't have I, I'm not going to say like everybody in the religion is homophobic or anything like that mm-hmm. but there a lot of the older and Indian um, crowd of that religion definitely has some conservative views when it comes to sexuality and stuff like that. Okay. So I just, I mean, honestly, I just wanted to avoid the conversation for as long right. as I could. Right. But then it just got to a point where I didn't want to do that anymore. And so when and when did that start? I would say probably tenth grade. Okay. Not, the end of ninth grade. Okay. The end of ninth grade is when I really started to think about it and just stop constantly being like, don't think about it, don't think about it. Um, and then slowly I just kind of kept it going where I would allow myself to think about it for a little bit like just try and figure out what it means like what does that what does it mean that I'm gay am I gonna have a boyfriend do I care to have a boyfriend do I I mean I think also another big part for me was just trying to figure out what I was aside of being gay because and I mean I tried to drill this in in my coming out little paragraph that I made that there's just so much more to me than just my sexuality just the fact that I'm gay or bi or whatever I might have said correct it doesn't really matter because you still know me based off of me not my sexuality so it really was two and a half years of me trying to figure out what my sexuality was and who I was outside of that did I like music did I like art did I like sports Sports didn't work out for me, but uh, why not? <laughs> it's never been my thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's never been my. No, thing. I mean, I guess I, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's recently. I mean, you know, as recent as you know, a few years ago. I mean, it's it's some basketball players that came out, a couple yeah. football players that came out. You know, come a couple of shakeups in the locker room. Yeah, you know, guys come out, dudes like, wait a minute, you've been watching us take showers. And, and that was, that like, was one of the probably one of the scariest parts, the locker room thing, because in middle school, we're all required to take physical education for three years, I believe. Okay. 
And, I mean, it was the guy's locker room. So, I mean, I wasn't trying to look at anyone like that. Right. But, like, in right. case anyone found out, then, like, what if they were to just scream it outside in front of everyone? Right. Or something like that. So I would always just kind of try my absolute hardest to keep my head down and not move and just make sure no one ever found out. That way, I didn't have to deal with anything like that. You didn't play sports, so you did good. Yeah, yeah, you did good. Got to avoid that a lot. <laughs> so, so let's so let's keep that going in terms of you know tenth grade. You done with holding it back because it's heavy on your heart. So, how did you start slowly releasing it? Did you release it to a friend? Did you release it to a family member? I mean, could you say you wrote a paragraph? I mean, I don't want to go in too much of the paragraph, but as you wrote the paragraph and you wrote kind of like your your like you're saying you're coming out. Yeah. You know, my little speech. speech. Yeah. Like, like, like. How did you de- how did you develop the wording? How did you, you know, go about? Okay, do I talk to this person, or am, 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 am I mostly comfortable with this person? Talk to this person or family? Like, how, yeah. how did that work? Um, the first thing I wanted to make sure was that it wasn't gonna come to as a surprise to my closest friends. I never really had the intention of ever telling my family about it, and we'll get into that later. Okay. But regarding my friends, I really wanted to make sure that they felt like it was natural, like they're not really shocked at anything. Um, So, I don't know, it just kind of started off as jokes, like I would make jokes about it, and... um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I did anything like too meticulously where I planned things out. Okay. And, like by telling anyone. Okay. It was kind of just whatever happens happens, especially towards the end of it. Okay. I think like in the beginning, like during the tenth grade, I was kind of like, let me explore a little bit with my fashion and things like that subtly, okay. Okay. subtly. That way I can, you know, just explore new things in public and not have to feel so. Mm-hmm guarded off about it mm-hmm. but um, yeah towards the end of it it was honestly just kind of like whatever happens happens right. and so you were kind of done with it at that point yeah and then it was one of my friend's birthday parties and then there was um, yeah I just told her then one of my best friends was it just was it just her you just no there her? was a whole group of people okay okay but it was I don't know, I told her, but it wasn't like a secret or anything. I just kind of yeah. said it out loud and whoever heard, heard. Right. That's kind of, yeah. And then and then once it happened, I mean, because I know it freed you a little bit. I know it freed up a little bit of that weight. But once you, like, once you did it, though, like, yeah. what, what, what was the, I don't want to say the accepting rate, but what was kind of the acceptance rate with the friends? With my friends, at least with that group of friends that was at that party, it was 100%. Okay. Because those were, like, my ride or die. I've been friends with one of them since the fifth grade. Okay. Um, like, just people we go way, way back. back. Okay. Um, with just school in general, with friends at school. But how did that make you yeah. feel before you go? How did that make okay. you feel? I mean, how did it make you feel that they were okay with that? It made you feel good? I remember being really relieved. I don't want to say good because I kind of knew, like... There's, There's a, a lot little bit of back, ahead. yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Because it's not just them that right. are hiding. Now we gotta go back to school. Yeah, now we gotta go back to school on Monday, and what if my family finds out? So there was definitely like all that stuff in the back of my head, but for sure that night it was 
like probably one of the happiest nights of my life because I was just doing whatever I wanted. It wasn't ready to get it off your chest. Yeah, it, they knew about it. We could talk about it freely. It wasn't ever anything that I was hiding or keeping secret. And yeah, it was pretty amazing. Okay. Yeah, just I still had all that stuff in the back of my head though. But did you have the speech with you? No, no. So <laughs> I did not tell. So that was when I told my closest friends. That was um, like December, January. Okay. Um, and then I did not tell, like outside, of, like the whole world. Not really the whole world, right. but people outside of my friend group and stuff like that. I did not say anything on social media until April, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you you actually went on social media mm-hmm. and, and and just put it out there. Yeah. Okay. That's where. Because I still, even after I told my closest group of friends, mm-hmm. it was still kind of like, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm not going to hide anything. So if someone asks me, mm-hmm. whatever, I'll say it, whatever. Right. But I'm not going to go up to anyone and just give up information right. like that, you know? Right. So um, we got, so we got um, fashion changed a little bit. Just a little bit, yeah. Seventh grade year, um, told friends, mm-hmm. put it on social media. But we still got the speech ready. It's ready. It's locked and loaded. But we still haven't done anything with it just yet, though. Well, when I put it on social media, that was the speech. Okay. And I think that... I honestly didn't even have, like, a speech speech. Okay. Except for, like, two days before. Okay. I put it on social. Okay. So it wasn't a lot of thought to the speech. I mean, once you wrote it out, you was like, let me just get this off my chest. It was kind of just, like... Word vomit. I just kept on typing and typing and typing everything that I wanted to say. Oh, so it wasn't something that was pre-written. It was no, just no, something no. that you just, in your yeah. mind, as you just start typing, it was just like, let me just get it out. Yeah. Oh, okay. For two days, that's pretty much what I did. I okay. just kept on typing on my phone. Like, this is what I want to say. And some of it, at the end of it, I definitely edited it. Okay. But, um, yeah, I just started it off with word vomit. It was kind of whatever I just had been feeling for... Oh. 15, yeah. 17 years, yeah. something like that. I don't right. know. Right. Uh, yeah, just whatever I wanted to say. Now, so, but you know, once it's on social media, it hits the fan. Yeah. So. Yeah. How, how did they hit the fan at the social media? Because <laughs> you know, at the social, <laughs> at the social media, it's a wrap. Like, it's, yeah, it's out there. That was, and that was one of the scariest parts, pressing that share button. Oh yeah. But. So, with the whole... People don't realize that's the worst part of social media. Absolutely. Hitting that shit button. I hate it. I keep shit in my... um, Sorry, I keep stuff in my um, drafts. Okay. For, like, months, weeks before I hit the share button. Okay. Because it's like... Do I really want to say Do I really want to say... Yeah, exactly. And see, my take on Facebook is this. I mean, um, I'm more or less an open book, Mm -hmm. right? And I've only been like that maybe for, like, the last seven years of my life. But the only reason why I say that is because when I started out, you know, I was, um, I grew up in a real rough neighborhood in D.C. Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes people say it's, it's over, you know, it's overdrawn, you talk about it too much. But what people don't, what people fail to realize is if you're not in that environment, you have no idea what I went through. And so, being though I'm talking to you and I have no idea what you went through with that, then if I was to start talking about me being in the street, me you know, having to protect myself with a gun, you'd be looking at me like, yeah. Kevin, I have no idea what that feels like. Yeah. So for me on social media, it's just like, I kind of just say what I feel and that's it. But I don't really look for the back and forth. I don't really look for, 
you know, it's times when people say something, I make a comment, somebody say something. If I know you, you know, I may comment back. Yeah. But if it's somebody where um, I might have I said something on the page where I got, like, I got added to it or something like that, you know, that somebody, you know, say something, I, I, I kind of just leave it alone. Because in my yeah. mind, I'm like, I'm not about to go back and forth with you on a social media platform because I feel like at the end of the day, if you saw me in the street, and I said the same thing, yeah. and you saw me, yeah. you wouldn't say that to me. Yeah. Cause you would look me up and down and be like, you know what? I'm not gonna say that to him. So social media is that platform where people call it cyber thugging or yeah. you know, when you in a in a privacy of your own home, you just pretty much type what you feel. So for me, I feel like that's exactly what I do. Some mornings I wake up, if it's the first thing on my mind, I just type it. Yeah. And just let it go. People gonna say what they want. I mean it is what it is, but I don't really get into the whole, you know, worrying about what people feel so I mean yeah and I think that was probably one of the most different parts about the whole coming out on social media thing is because before that I really wasn't doing social media much I didn't get it I got it but you but you you knew putting it on social media it would be that that bigger release that's when I would actually get that like back and forth that I had never gotten on social media before that was probably one of the scariest parts because at that point in my life, I really did care about what other people thought, thought of me. about you. Uh, now, so it's not much like that. I'm kind of like, do whatever I want. I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm not hurting anybody. I think so. after 21, 25, you're yeah. like, yeah, anyway. I, really, yeah. I was like, whatever. Yeah. But definitely at that point with high school and everything, I was very concerned about what people were going to say and what people were, more so what people were not going to say, but say amongst themselves behind my back. Right. I think that was one of the scariest parts but I also had to realize that you know that's gonna happen regardless right. and it's probably happening just good like, or bad yeah good or bad so I just kinda had to let go of that and be like you know I, I don't care I don't really care just whatever just hit the share button don't put any more thought into it and I didn't even look after I hit the share button I didn't look at my phone for a whole day okay I just put it aside kept it charging and then right. just walked around all day, pretty much. I didn't so, see anything on my phone. How, how, how did the heart feel when you didn't look at it? Because you knew once you went back to it, you was going to see some comments. Yeah, I am so glad I did not look at my phone for the first 24 hours. Really? It... I didn't really understand who was really going to view it, because... When, especially on social media, you just see like a little number about it tells you how many followers you have. You right. don't really think about the people behind that number. Especially if you don't have it set up where you know it's it's public yeah. or if it's uh, post straight to friends. Yeah. Or sometimes it'll ask you. Uh, you can post to friends of friends. Yeah. So yeah. it's just and it get crazy. I I honestly and I had made my Facebook when I was in in elementary school so I definitely don't know who's on there who's watching and I barely even use Facebook okay so I didn't really understand who actually was going to be able to see it and I mean it's definitely a good thing that I didn't know because I probably would have psyched myself out right but at the same time I didn't realize how many people there were on Facebook oh absolutely and just kind of seeing pe- comments from people that I hadn't talked to so in long. years. Yeah. Like, people that live across the country. Right. Uh, like, no way that I'd have a normal conversation with them. On a and daily then, basis. Yeah. Right. And then I hear from them like, years after. That was probably one of the craziest parts because it's... 
I don't know. It's just kind of like you don't expect to hear from people that you don't see in normal life, even though you know that they are on Facebook. Right, they all do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that was probably one of the craziest parts. And it just, whether or not the comment was good or bad, it really, I'm not going to say that the comments didn't affect me, but I don't think they really affected me all that much because I already said what I was going to say. And I kind of just like wiped my hands clean of it at that point. It right. wasn't anything I was actively thinking about. Right. The only thing I was like actually nervous about was the fact that I was getting comments, not necessarily what they were saying. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. And just kind of seeing all these people come out of it. So, so what, 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 what were, um, not necessarily detailed uh, in terms of the comments, but like what, I mean, was it a 50 50 split? 60 40? 70 30? I'd say 70 30. Okay. Um, 70 30 on your side? 70 on my side. Okay. 30, yeah, like, or whatever. 30, more okay. like, you gotta fix this, dude. But, um, I mean, so I posted it to my Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Instagram and Twitter, I really had no issues with. It was Facebook, just because that's where I have a lot of family and temple people. Okay. So definitely on, I would say like Instagram and Twitter, I probably got like 90% of support. Okay. 10, just like someone, either they were making a joke or like they really didn't care. or right. I don't know. Right. It really was people. I couldn't tell anything. Right. It really wasn't anything like that. But Facebook was where I had like a lot of people that I didn't even know I talked to or had added okay. on there. Okay. Um, so definitely a ton of religious comments, like uh, someone like God will protect you and stuff like that, which is nice. And then some were not as nice. Um, a lot of friends from elementary school were on there so they were kind of like hitting me up being like oh it's cool to hear from you after all this time and know that you're doing well um and then mostly like direct messages from family oh yeah you gonna get that yeah I, in, in, in the inbox yeah yeah you ain't gonna get it on My the front text messages yeah yeah you were, gonna get it on the front yeah they're gonna read it and be like the family oh, group right. chats were like going this yeah. inbox real quick <laughs> yeah yeah the family group chats were definitely lit. But how did that go, though? I mean, um, because at this point, now you got family, whether it's cousin, second cousin, whatever. But now, mom and pop yeah. kind of getting involved because they like, hold on, what? I they mean, didn't know what was going on. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But so the family on Facebook want to come to you first yeah. to kind of get an idea where you coming from before... It, cause, and, and I'm just and I'm just spitballing because I know by now you like okay if family and friends are responding on Facebook, I gotta go tell my mother and father because well, it'd be better <laughs> it, it'd be it'd be better for it to come from me than another family member. You know what I mean? Like I definitely should have thought of that. Okay, I didn't. Okay. Um, when I did not when I put my phone away for 24 hours, I pretty much just like put away human contact away for 24 hours okay. I did not talk to my parents friends anyone okay I was just on my own walking around at parks and just kind of listening to music okay that was literally it that's all I did for 24 hours um, my parents found out through Facebook not through me okay and they definitely for them, it was like a shock factor. They had a shock factor. My friends didn't have that. So it wasn't so, it wasn't necessarily disappointment, just shock? It was like, I think they went into panic mode. Okay. Where they're kind of like, I don't know what this means, but we got to fix it. Right. And that's just kind of how my parents are. 
So, and then your mind, it was like, there's nothing to fix. In my, yeah, in my mind, I was like, I really, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I didn't tell you. Yeah, you're surprised, but just leave it at surprise. We don't have to go anywhere past that. Right. Um, it wasn't like that for them at all. They were terrified of what people were going to say to them. Maybe not that what people were going to say to me. Um, because they could see what people were saying to right. me. They saw a positive comment, so right. they were probably like, they probably thought that, you know, he's fine, but there's, I mean, anyone that's Indian knows, there's always those aunties that don't say anything to you in person, but they'll say a bunch of stuff behind your Correct. back to everybody else. Correct. Oh, we got aunties like oh, yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all know. We got, we yeah. got aunties like that. <laughs> so, oh man, that was funny. Yeah. Oh man. So... I think that was one of their biggest concerns. And then, of course, there's always, like, the stigma about being gay. They're, right. They're going to get AIDS. They're going to die. They're not going to know what to do. They're going to get caught up in drugs. They're not. Right. Their entire life is just going to stop because right. they decided to come out. Right. Which was a whole nother thing. Um, but, yeah, my parents did not deal with it well. Um, they were looking for ways that they could fix it. And then it took... Six to eight months, I want to say, for them to really realize that there's not much that they can do about it. Right, but kind of just, just it is what it is. You gotta deal with it. Right. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, Yeah, six to eight months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it it definitely took them a while, but you know, I it with patience, I guess it'll happen eventually. And so once once it once it got a little bit more comfortable for them, mm-hmm. was it a lot better? Um, I guess communicating with them about everything, anything, and everything, or was it still a strain? I definitely feel like there's still a strain. Uh, really? Yeah. Even now, because really, I, I don't know how to explain. It. They're just very conservative people. Right. They're I mean, which first, is understandable, though. Yeah, first generation immigrants from India. Okay. They grew up in India. They that's the culture that they know, and I don't think my parents specifically. They never really assimilated to American culture and being exposed to different cultures. They mm-hmm. kind of know theirs, and that's kind of it. Right. So they really didn't understand kind of the viewpoint that people had on it. Okay. And, yeah, they they kind of just understood whatever they knew from India, that it was wrong, it's illegal, you'll get arrested for it, you'll right. get killed for it. Because that's how they were raised. Exactly. So, I don't, I don't blame them, blame them. Right, 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 right. But right. definitely, there were, there's just a, there's just a whole cultural thing to it that I definitely did not plan for. Mm. Uh, yeah, that, that's kind of the best way I can describe that. And you, and you say that you think they still are uneasy on it. Yeah, because it's just, it's. I mean, it's a whole lifestyle. Tech, I mean, there's a whole aspect of society dedicated to gay culture. So I don't know how someone who's not in it would actually be able to right. understand sense. it from the outside. That makes sense, bro. They're definitely not going to Pride. <laughs> They're definitely right. not going to go clubbing with me or right. anything like right. that. Right. So... They're, they're kind of like watching it from the outside, so they don't really get to see and understand what it actually is. Right. And it comes with positives. It also comes with negatives. Positively, I think 
I don't know how they would react if they saw everything that is in gay life. Yeah. Um, I think they could learn a lot about tolerance if they did. Anyone, not just them. Like, have, have you made an attempt to, to, to try that with them? I mean, have you made attempts? I've kind of... Definitely not, like, take them with me to Pride or anything like that. More of, like, just an open conversation with me. Mm-hmm. Um, that way they can just kind of see it through my eyes. They right. might not get the entire picture of gay culture right. and gay right, life, right, right. but they'll get it through you, through me, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. I've experienced, which yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah. not much, but right. more than that, for right, sure. Right, 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 right. So, um, that's kind of the way I do it with them. Okay. Definitely for, like, my straight friends who just want to know, yeah, whatever, I'll take them to clubs with me and stuff like that, but with them specifically and people from Temple and anyone that's kind of that kind of relationship where there's a part of me that I don't really expose that much, um... Yeah, it's kind of it, just through me. Was it hard still going to the temple and, and doing all of that, even though oh, you had came sure. out? For okay. sure. There were a um, couple people that really were not having it. They did Like, not, they didn't even want you to come? No, yeah. They were sending death threats. They were not happy. But I don't know how it was so much of a shock to them. Wow. But they death were... Death threats? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Within, the own, within their own culture yes wow. i mean this is i'm not gonna say that it was a lot of people it was definitely but i mean i mean small if you small get minority. one death threat that's a threat yeah so you got to take that serious regardless you know what i mean yeah and yeah so that how'd that make of, you feel though to get i mean especially from people that you know are supposed to be i didn't of, even like vibe with the person like that okay where i felt like he should have been affected that much okay but he, he definitely was affected. Okay. I, I can't take that away from him. Okay. But I, I never felt scared because he was never like a threatening person. Gotcha. Like he wasn't someone that personally threatened me. But just the fact that I knew that someone hated me that much, much I was like, dang, is it? It definitely had me questioning, like, was it worth it? Right. Because I, I mean, I'm just a person that really makes every single day as happy as possible. That's just the way I live my life. I try and do things that make me happy, that make other people happy. Because at the end of the day, it's all about happiness. That's, that's what, what it is, bro. That's what we're going for. For sure. So just to know that someone hated me that much and was so angry about something that I said, <clears throat> there was definitely a huge part of me that was like, I don't know if this was worth it. This definitely probably wasn't right. And there was a huge portion of me that was questioning it mm. that and regretting it it was oh, a little bit yeah. of regret yeah. um so yeah that was it was it was interesting because it wasn't anything i was actively afraid of but it was also like dang just why does someone hate me that much for no reason because me and him the guy that said the thing we had been um I would say acquaintances. Okay. We were never like best friends, friends or friends even because I never would go over to his house to hang out with him or anything like that. But if we were at someone else's house or at the temple... Because you knew, you all knew people that knew we him. We've known each other yeah. since uh, elementary school. Okay. Like, me and him grew up with each other pretty much mm. uh, just through the temple. And for him, someone that I've known for over 15 years, I was like, 
So you know, so you know, so I, I talk to some people sometimes, and I get from them that people that are mad at you like that mm-hmm. are mad at you because you were strong enough to come out and they weren't. See, <laughs> I'm not trying to say that he was gay, but like, I mean, it is, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, just I mean, versus versus you looking at it in a way where you like, damn, should should I came out and said this or? Damn, how can he be mad at it? Yeah. It's always that reverse. Like, yeah. he's totally pissed that people are even okay with it and that yeah. you had the balls to come out and say it. Yeah. That's why he's mad. Yeah. Because now he can't come out and say it because now he worrying about how people going to look at him Yeah. versus taking his anger out that he hasn't done it on you. It took a while to kind of get to that point and understand that it's really not at me. Oh, like, no. It's not my fault. Oh, no. But Absolutely not. Yeah, for sure. It was it was one of the weirdest experiences. And then I definitely thought, like, you know, maybe he's just having issues at home, so I'm going to just leave right. that. Right. I'm going to leave it. Maybe at home or with himself. Maybe he's going through the same issue that I Correct. had Correct. when I was growing up. But I just kind of let it go because I mean he's still back in Texas. Okay. I'm in Maryland. I okay. Don't, I don't I don't do anything with him anymore. So, right. Yeah. So you you talked a little bit about it being a little bit more of a struggle in in, in terms of acceptance mm-hmm. in in Texas. Yeah. But now that you're here, DMV area, you saying that it's a little bit more open. Yeah. How how does it how does it I mean I know it was a little frustrating in Texas, mm-hmm. but now that you're in this area, how does that how does it make you feel that it's a little bit more open-ended where you don't have to feel like you have to like not say certain stuff or not dress a certain way or not do certain things like how i mean especially with people just being a little bit more open about yeah people having different yeah views on their life yeah so to speak it's honestly been something that i had to get used to because especially with the way i grew up it was i grew up thinking that i had to hide everything okay so then to come here already out not really hiding it from anyone and just trying to figure out like who I am, mm-hmm. um, it was interesting because I was it was I kind of had to teach myself on not how to hide, on okay. how not to hide. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just different. Like I go to restaurants and I guess I mean they just know. I mean I have blonde hair for Pete's sake. <laughs> Man, I, I, got, I got a guy who got blonde hair. I mean, he, I mean, he, I don't know. You know, people can just tell when they look at me, though. I don't feel like I look that different from people, but I also feel like when they see me, they also know. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm, that's probably just in my head, too, though. Right. Because actually, one of my, co- one of my um, friends who used to be my coworker, she did say that she didn't know when she first met me. Right. But I don't know. I just kind of go in anywhere that I go here. Just kind of assuming that people already know. Okay, um, that's probably that, like the biggest change. But 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 you doing that? Does that allow you to be kind of more of yourself since you're already mentally um, preparing yourself to be like that? I mean, or is it a, or is it still a challenge to kind of just be you? I mean, even though you've already got the mindset that you know people already know, so I might as well just be myself. Man, um. It's kind of like, honestly, it just goes from place to place. Okay. Because definitely at like restaurants and uh, like malls and shopping places, I kind of just 
do whatever I want. Like, okay. if I want to say something, I'm going to say it to my friend. I'm right. not going to, like, blurt it out in front of everybody. Right, 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 right. But I'll say whatever I want in public to my friend. Okay. If someone happens to hear it, then they happen to hear whatever. But definitely at work, um, I would say my coworkers will probably be like, nah, he don't do, he don't try and hide anything. But I definitely do feel at work I try and be a little more professional, where I right? I don't talk about my personal life as much. And it's open. Yeah. Right. And it's just kind of keep things as quiet as possible. Now, my coworkers are going to tell you that, tell anyone that I'm the loudest person that they've ever met in their life, but... Really? <laughs> okay. But, uh... Yeah, but that's cool though. Yeah. I mean, because they they cool with it. So yeah. that's what's up. I mean, it's not a it's not like it's an issue where um, you're like the like the spotlight is on you at work. Oh no, for sure. Right. Yeah, definitely in the beginning. I um, when I first started this job back in April, I I would say I, pre- I actually did try and hide it in okay. the beginning because I was really nervous. Okay. I didn't know anyone there. I got the job just through my resume. I didn't know anyone at the office itself. Oh, okay. So, I really didn't know what type of crowd I was going to be going into. I'd never been to D.C. before. So, I really, definitely in the beginning, like probably the first month or two, I'll give myself two months. Two months, okay. Um, I definitely like tried to keep it as quiet as possible. Don't say anything. Just kind of do your job and that's it. Okay. But then... I kept on talking to my coworkers, got to know them, got to know their life stories, they got to know mine, and it just just came about naturally. What, was, what about that first aha moment when it was just like, they're cool, I'm cool, alright, now it's time to go out and hit the streets. Because that, that's a different that's a different animal. Like being I at think, work yeah. and being open at work yeah. is one thing, but being open in that type of environment is like, oh, aha. I think that was when I first when we all went to lunch together for the first time. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, we just got our food and we were just talking. And, I mean, we were talking about everything. They were talking about whatever they wanted to. I was I was still pretty quiet because I was the new guy there. But they were just talking about everything. And I just kind of got to know them that, you know, they're not judgmental people. Right. They really don't care. Hey. I have friends that are gay as well. Hey. I don't need to, like, tiptoe around anything and be scared. Um, and then it just kind of happened naturally. It wasn't ever like a conscious decision on my part that I was gonna now put it out there. Gotcha. Yeah, it just kind of rolled it out. Just kind of rolled. Because it it's not easy for everybody. Like that. everybody don't have that 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 welcome carpet. I think yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, when I wor- um, worked at FedEx, I worked at FedEx before this job. I kept it a secret. I did not tell anybody, and I worked there for months. I was, even if I were to work there for more, three, four years, I still wouldn't tell anybody there. Just because okay. the mindset of people that are right. there, that are there, right. super nice people, but like, there's that macho man kind of thing. Right. What were well, you doing at FedEx? Uh, just taking off boxes off the of planes. Oh, okay. Putting them on top. Okay, of okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So it was at the airport. I mean, I did UPS, so it's pretty much. Oh, the same. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, you know, um, yeah, so there's just that idea that there's, like, macho men there. So, I, I, that was always intimidating to me, and the guys at my work right now, they kind of had that in the beginning, where I was like, oh, shoot, macho men, don't say anything, just keep it quiet. Right. But then I found out that they're 
probably just as stupid as me. So <laughs> right, right. So I was able right. to talk to them a lot more freely right. and open. Right. So so how does it feel now though? I mean, ha- having to go through all that, you did your transition from Texas to here. You know, you got the job. You kind of you know, not saying kept your mouth closed, but you kind of yeah. just played it easy with the coworkers. It's a little bit easier now. So how does life feel for you now? Like how does it feel now? I mean, I feel like this is such a cheesy answer, but I feel like it feels what it should be. Okay. Because all those years I was hiding it and not talking to anyone, all the years that I was hiding it for myself, there was such a different mindset that I was constantly living in. Okay. And now it's like I have more important things that I can think about instead of... Oh shoot, if I wear this shirt, what are people gonna say? What are people gonna infer? If I wear this pair of socks, I don't even know. Like crazy stuff like that. I'm not spending as much time thinking about that kind of crap. Okay. I'm spending th- my time thinking about stuff that matters. Right. Like, what do I want to do next? Right. Um, I do music, so okay. if I want to sing something, what? How am I gonna do it? What am I gonna do? Where am I gonna do it? Okay. All that stuff. Um, I do singing. I do makeup, so I get okay. to do a lot of. Like freelancing, okay. So all my stuff with that, I get to put more time into. Right. Yeah, and then I get to try new projects. Like I'm trying to do YouTube now. Okay. So I there's you just got so much stuff more, that you can think about. Yeah, there's right. just so much more things I can do and I can think about and spend my time, like actual time and genuine effort putting into instead right. of half of my energy is going to just trying to hide it. Um, yeah, I'd say that's the biggest thing. So what is what is what does dating look like? You dating, not dating, in a relationship, not I in a relationship? So bad at relationships. <laughs> I've um I don't know, my I'm not really I don't ever personally like make an effort, which is so bad. I complain about being single all the time, but I really just don't put an effort into it. It's kinda just like I'll meet someone when it happens. Okay. Yeah, I mean I'm just I'm busy. I mean, I, with work and oh, stuff. Oh, I get it. Traveling. Or, I mean, I thought I would just ask. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really do much anyways, too. Like, I told you. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I barely know. I've lived in Laurel for months at this point, and I don't, I don't know anything. Come on, man. You got to get is. out, bro. I couldn't even tell you where the Starbucks was. Man, you got to get out, man. <laughs> I should. Get out the house, man. I should. See what's going on out here. Maybe I'll try that for 2019. So, 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 if 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 you had to seriously on a serious note, mm-hmm. tell somebody, um, kind of, not saying what not to do, mm-hmm. but if you had to tell somebody, so to speak, the kind of right way to do it, what, what what would that look like? Well, first, I want to start off with it's not necessary to come out. I don't think everybody has to come out, especially if they don't want to. Okay. Um, And even if you're not trying to keep it a secret anymore, there's no reason that you should have to come out. Don't ever, I don't want anyone to ever feel like pressured into it because that's when I feel that people start making mistakes with what they say and then what they do afterwards. Right. Because regardless of whether you come out or not, people are going to have something to say. Regardless. and then if you do, people are definitely going to have something to say about what actually happened. Right. So don't ever go into it with a 
with a ton of pressure because then you're just going to hyper think about everything you're going to look into every single detail probably stuff that no one else is going to think about and you're probably going to psych yourself out and just i don't know create false pretenses in the mind and kind of live your life with those false pretenses and that can really mess you up so first and foremost just don't think that you have to come out if you want to do it then by all means do, do it. it the way you want to okay and i think that would be the second way the second thing that i would say is just do it the way that you're comfortable with a lot of people come out through social media they'll put videos on youtube they'll put stuff on instagram facebook twitter whatever if you're not comfortable with that if that's not you if social media isn't your thing if youtube isn't your thing don't feel pressured that that's just because you saw someone else do it that way, that that's the way you have to do it. Right. I think a lot of people get really bogged down and think way too much about how they're going to do it, and then they don't actually do it. Because right. they're planning and planning and planning and planning. Right. And they just either psych themselves out or it just gets so much that they just don't do it. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then third thing is definitely think about what it means for you because I don't think coming out is for everyone if it's going to ruin your life and put you through some really hard times you may not need to do it if you if you're comfortable with just kind of keeping it a secret and then living your life the way you want to by all means do that I think that's definitely a healthier choice for some people than having to get because some people get kicked out they have to live on the street yeah. and if they're gonna have to go through that kind of danger it might not be worth it it might not be worth it right. because yeah it might not be worth it if you think that coming out is really important then just know that there are a lot of possibilities that can happen and it's important to think about them before you do do it that way you're just prepared Right. Um, I thought about everything before. I thought about how my mom was going to react, my sister, my cousin, my dad, my grandparents, everybody. People, relatives in India that I don't even talk to, I was thinking about what they were going to say. And right. I really, I definitely psyched myself out a couple times, but I wanted to come out so bad that I got back onto the bus and the train and doing it. But um, definitely having that plan and thinking about what people were going to say made things a lot clearer for me where I wasn't going into it completely blind. Right. Because um, it, it really is a whole different world. Absolutely. Um, even before I came out when I was like not really hiding it from everyone but telling just some people or not keeping it as much of a secret. Right. It's still a completely different life than when you're actually out because then you open yourself up to so many new people um, new experiences, all this. It's just a completely different life that I wasn't expecting. Um, good things, for sure. I, n- I don't think I ever had, like, that bad of an experience with anybody. Okay. That's um, good. <clears throat> yeah. Aside from, like, the family drama of stuff. I was going to really I, I yeah. go back there again because I remember you said, I, I mentioned something, you said that you didn't mention... Um, about talking to them first right, right. before the Facebook thing. Yeah. So if you had to think about it and had to maybe redo it again, would going to them first be something that you would do and then maybe do social media? Or would you probably still end up doing it the same way you did? With how closed off my parents were, mm-hmm. I think 
Um, with how close off my parents were, I think if I was only gonna give them a small amount of time to mm -hmm. understand everything, then I would for sure just have done it the way that I did it. Okay. Because they definitely needed a lot of time. Right. If I think if I had probably like started the process a couple months in advance and would have been um, a little easier. Yeah, like kind of <laughs> ease them into it. That way they don't have that shock factor. Um, <clears throat> that would have definitely. Then I probably would have told them first and then have done social media. But because I didn't give them a lot of time, I think the way I did it was fine. But definitely, if I would have given them a couple months in advance of just like, hey, so what do y'all think about gay people? And like, actually, seriously. Right, like, right, right, right. From the time I was a child, like, gay marriage and rights have been like a thing on the news all the time. I remember um, when I was 12 ish. Um, there was a CNN thing about gay marriage because that's when I guess one of the first fights in the Supreme Court were happening. Right. And I remember asking my mom, like, hey, what do you think about gay people? And she gave me her whole spiel about how it's against God, it's not right, blah, blah, blah. But, and that was just kind of like casual. If I had like actually done it in a more serious way, and let her know that I was more serious about it and given her a couple months and my dad a couple months to sort everything through, understand what it means. It's not that scary. I think the biggest thing was just to make them understand that it's not scary. Right. They don't need to be afraid of it. Right. That I think a lot of their decisions But they're your parents. Made, I mean, you know, yeah. You know how that is. Yeah. They're always worried. But yeah. if I could have just let them know a couple months in advance that it's not something to be afraid of. Right. That's the biggest thing. And actually, that's another thing that I would say if you're thinking about coming out. Just if you know you're going to have some issues with your parents, they're probably coming from a place of fear yeah. and not knowing rather than hatred. Yeah. And um, It's always the lack of knowledge. Yeah, oh. the lack of knowledge. It's, <clears throat> I, don't, I feel like a lot of people think that their parents hate them afterwards. But really, they're just coming from a place of fear and oh, yeah. not knowing what to do. And then even, like you said, what other people are going to think. Exactly. Yeah, so so I mean, if you can start from a couple months in advance or however long you think you need and just kind of give them knowledge, that way they're not so scared, that'll definitely make things a lot easier. That's what's up. And then, yeah, just do you. That's what's up. Just do you. How you feel about it? You, you, I feel you, good. You, All right. There was a hot minute where I really was regretting it and terrified that I'd done such a thing and right. all this stuff but at the end of the day like where I look at myself now I love my job I love my friends I have some of the best friends that I could ever ask for in my life um, I'm just genuinely happy and I'm That's doing what I up. want you know I, it's not really I'm not living my life anywhere where I'm like worried about what people are thinking about me and changing the way I am because of other people. That was like the biggest thing that I was doing right. ninth, 10th, and 11th grade, where I was right. literally just changing parts of my personality. So one, people could accept it more, hopefully accept it more, right. or just, yeah, I don't know. That's that was up. just nothing. That way they wouldn't find out. And now I'm not having to do that. Man, look, man. Pretty awesome. <clears throat> All I can say is this, man. I appreciate you sharing your story. No, I um, appreciate you because saying. I feel like um, it's probably somebody out there right now that don't know how to do it or 
like you said, don't know if they should or they shouldn't. Yeah. So I'm hoping once I put this live, you know, somebody can really, you know, maybe listen to it, inbox me, you know, call me, email me or whatever. Yeah. And uh, if it's okay, you know, I'll, you know, get some feedback from you and shoot it to them um, and just go from there. Because like you say, there's always the lack of knowledge and not knowing you know what's going on so yeah man, I, like, again man i appreciate you man I appreciate and you. doing it man and yeah i mean, I mean if anyone has questions i don't mind talking either and it, it's a confusing process so right. definitely i'm so appreciative of you for doing this oh yeah way. absolutely you know, people it's scary yeah. people don't really know what they're going to get into right. and just kind of hearing from someone else that it's not that bad right you come out it might be difficult in the beginning but you really come out the other end of it right so, so much, much stronger exactly. so much better and i think people need to hear that especially Absolutely. now where people are really been run by fear about right. things that they don't really understand right so as long as they have someone at least hopefully if people listen to this that it's not the scariest thing ever. You can still be happy, and you will be happy afterwards. It's not something that's going to rob you of anything. Right. Honestly, it gave me so many opportunities and opened up my life to so much happiness. And, yeah, I wouldn't regret it or change a thing for a moment. But if it's one thing that we need to close on, will yeah. we both agree that Donald Trump is some shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. For hey man, sure. look man, it's the six man. I hope y'all learned something, man. I mean, like I tell y'all all the time, it's not gonna always be the same thing. I'm always gonna try something, you know, that's gonna enlighten the people, educate, um, and just you know let you know it's not always about just one particular topic. So, I, I thank y'all for listening. I, I appreciate B for uh, sharing this story, yeah. and I hope y'all continue to tune in, man. It's the six man. Y'all know I love y'all. Y'all be easy, man. Japur's Clothing is a new stylist black-owned brand established in 2016. They explore unfamiliar territories in the clothing industry by tailoring their Euro Street vibe into their entire product line to enrich their vision to their customers and all of their clients. In a world where you can be anything, Japur says, be you, be versatile. Chapur's clothing can also be found at www.shopchapurisclothing.com. And Chapur's clothing is also an official partner of this show. Real Talk with the Six Man. Chapur's. Be you. Be versatile. So, yeah, man, look, I wanted to talk about this, man, because, um, I mean, I felt like when I saw it on the news, I felt a certain type of way about it. And um, I think that everybody kind of um, on social media took their own little, you know, took their own little, um, they, they, you know, you know, everybody got something to say on social media. Yeah, yeah. So this Jesse Smollett thing, um, it hit me because I felt like, one, I don't care that you're gay. I don't care what your origin is or what you what you identify with. My my thing is you're a black man. Mm-hmm. And these MAGA jokers think that they can cover their face and walk around and try to impose their will on black people. And I feel like I'm done with that shit. I feel like at the end of the day, 
something need to be done to them in general. And I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to, you know, go tit for tat or feel like, you know, I'm angry or upset because I mean, somewhat I am, I am feeling a certain type of way about it because I feel like this clown that we got in office got these jokers thinking that that's what it is. Make make America great again. Like, right. what are you talking about? How do you make America great again when you walking around damn near following people with, with masks on and beating them up? That's And then you put a noose around his neck. That's right. that's the opposite of making America great again. You know what I'm saying? So in my idea, like, what, like give us an idea of when you heard that, you know, how, how that made you feel. Like, what did that make you feel like? Like, honestly, that, that hurt me. But as a gay man and a black gay man in the community, it wasn't anything surprising. This happens to black gay people all the time. If it's not MAGA, it's heterosexual black men, and it's just and it's heterosexual white men. For some reason, they can't accept that we're gay and we're not bothering you. Just like being a black man in America, we don't bother white people. They always bother us. Right. The issue is, for some reason, I don't know. Y'all want to hurt us because we like what we like. We can't, we can't choose to do that. So when I heard the Jesse situation, like, like I said, it wasn't a big, not a big deal, but it wasn't a shock because that stuff happens literally all the time. Transgenders to a regular gay man, feminine gay man. Luckily, I'm a masculine gay man, so a lot of people don't know that I'm gay. Okay. So I don't get bothered that much on the gay, t- on the gay tip. Okay. So it's just, it's terrible. Like, okay. put those bleach on that man. Yeah. I was like, what is that all about? Like, all like, that I mean, that, I mean, to me, I just felt like, I mean... I mean, I'm I'm with you, and I'm like, I'm not saying that it, I mean, well, I can't lie. It did make me feel a certain type of way. It wasn't like I was ready to go grab my gun and go crazy, (laughs) but I feel like every day when we turn on the news, people always say, don't watch the news, ain't nothing good on the news, but I feel like I don't watch the news to see what's on the news. I, I just listen. So sometimes I might grab a book, or I might start doing my notes, or I might come up with different topics for a podcast, and in my mind, you know, the news helps me get some of my topics, right. you know, help me get some of the stuff that I want to get out. So I don't necessarily look at the news to like, let me see what's next, but just, yeah. you know, listen. And then you're like, whoa, Jesse, what, what happened? Right. And then you kind of tune in. Then I'm like, mm-hmm. man. And then as soon as I thought about it, I mean, not saying that I automatically thought about you, but I thought about, you know, okay, let me see if I can get a discussion going yeah. and to see what people think about it. I right. mean, and so wh- why not get somebody that I know that's openly gay yeah. like he is because to me he's like the I don't want to say he's like the face but he's kind of like the yeah, face of the coming face. out because yeah. when he came out on the show it was like I, I mean I'm watching the show the whole time right? and then when it started getting to the point where he was kind of showing yeah. you know what he identified with I was mm. like oh okay <laughs> because Slim was good looking can mm. sing but then when it was the more men I was like Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, and I don't feel a certain type of way about it because I got people in my family that's openly gay. I, I've worked with people that's openly gay. Um, um, I've, I've I've talked to people that's openly gay. So when people talk to me, you know, I ain't gonna lie. In the beginning, they they kind of stand offers because they know I crack jokes. They know I talk shit. Yeah, exactly. They know they know I'm real straight to the point yeah, with my no shit. Point. But at the end of the day, I'm still respectful. Mm-hmm. I still got manners, and I understand that now at 41. That is a bigger spectrum of people out here than just black men. Exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't I try to carry myself in a way where we can still crack jokes and talk shit, yeah. but I'm gonna be respectful to you and I ain't gonna say faggot right. or you know, nothing like that. Cause you'd be like, damn, that's how you feel? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I try to I try to keep it, you know, um calm, cool. I, I, yeah, I try to keep it I, I mean I still keep it fun, but I try to keep it, you know. You know, on the law, I try to keep it, you know, neutral. Yeah, yeah, I try to keep it neutral. So, um, 
I had another interview with a, with a young man, and um, he was from Texas, and he actually um, reached out to a coworker, uh, my coworker, well, well, a friend of mine, which is his coworker. They worked together, um, and my coworker, his co, his coworker, my man, was telling him that I, I had a show and that I, you know, talked about different stuff, mm -hmm. and they started talking and they had a conversation about him being gay and him coming out and how that transition went, right. and he was like. Can I get hooked up with your man to talk about it? I was like, for real? That's dope. And so for me, it was the first of the it was the first type of interview I've had like that. I, I didn't back down from it though. Yeah. I was like, let's let's do it. Because right. I don't know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, I, I wanna let the viewers know that I had never met <laughs> I had never met somebody with the exact same birthday as me. <laughs> I mean, this dude was born on the same different year, yeah. different year. But same day, so I thought it was. I was like, "Dang, your birthday for real!" I was like, "Dang!" I always knew people that was either day before me, mm -hmm. day after me, couple days after, same day. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's a bet." <laughs> exactly. So, so not saying that we think alike, but we probably have certain similarities that Aquarians have, regardless. And so, with that being said, um, how was it when you came out? Right, like when you came out, was it difficult? Was it hard? And then let's transition to after you came out. How did that? How did that make you feel? Um, you know, just being openly gay and being able to, you know, put it out in the public. Right. Okay. So I'm gonna give you a little before I came out. So even growing up as a young kid, you go, so you go to the mall, you walk around, you see little girls, little girls, and say, "Oh, girls are attractive." All this third. And my mindset, it was never girls were attractive. I always go through the mall and look at guys. I think guys were attractive. Mm. So I look at guys' butts. I look at guys' abs. I look at guys' faces. and look at guys are attractive. And I used to go home and sit down and be like, I don't, I shouldn't be thinking like this. I used to pray to God like forever. You used to tell yourself that you shouldn't be thinking like that? Yeah, because society yeah. told me I should be thinking like this. Wow, society. So okay. I used to pray. I used to beat, uh, like hit, hit myself, physically hit myself, wishing that I could like girls. I really wanted to be with, like everybody else, I wanted to be normal and like girls. But nothing in my heart would allow me to like girls. And I have green eyes, I have big lips, so people were always in my face. So I would be nervous because people were always looking at me. Mm -hmm. But then I'm always looking at guys. So I, I would put my head down, I was real insecure. So that part already just had me messed up. I was going back and forth in my mind all the time and added extra stress. I would be by myself just thinking about things. So then one time my mom went through my um, jacket. I think I was like 15, 16. She saw a condom. And she asked me, so you having sex with girls? I said, yeah. She said, you having sex with guys? I said, yeah. And that was my, that was my coming out story. And she said, okay. And then later on, she was like, they, they said they accepted it. But I did, they just want to make sure that I was okay and I was safe and I was doing what I had to do, wearing condoms and AIDS. Because my babysitter, he was gay. Okay. And he used to, he used to walk in the ballroom scene which is this um, community of gay people, where well, a lot of gay people who were shunned from their parents who would kick them out, or they were good with dancing, they would go in this community called the ballroom scene and they would walk different categories, like femme queen or butch queen, and it's just like, kind of like dancing. But just in y'all little element. Exactly. Okay, exactly. like an outlet. Exactly, That's like an outlet. So he did that. So he was kind of, I guess, gay around me, but my parents didn't care, but I feel like he taught me a little bit of stuff while he was, you know, right. like, like a babysitting me, but he actually died of AIDS, so wow. he, so he passed away. Wow! But so they were just kind of. How that make of you feel? Well, I was like 
young. Okay. I didn't really understand even what AIDS was. Okay. But that, I mean, that on their aspect was also scared of AIDS and I me mean, getting just beat up on the regular. Right. So they put me in um, Taekwondo so I could learn how to fight back myself or if anything ever would have happened. You know Taekwondo? Yeah, well, yeah, I did. That was like five years ago. But, oh, okay. But uh, you still... Yeah, I still know a little... Some, 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 somebody old some jump off. Yeah, yeah. somebody out. Wow. So, that makes sense. Okay. It's, it's, it's crazy. And, and then even like now talking to them, they're, so they accepted it. You know, I have boyfriends. The boyfriends come over back and forth and all that. But still not as we talk about children. They have like a little tear in their eye because they don't think I'm going to have kids just because I'm gay. And I let them know there's tons of ways to have kids. Absolutely. Even if I knock a girl out real quick and I have a kid, I can still have a kid. Well, even if you, you know, had a surrogate. I mean, it's, right. it's possible. And right. I'm adopted. So I could always go through the adoption route, right, and do that too. Wow. So there's tons of ways to do it. Have kids. I got a homegirl and shoot her up real quick and have a kid, right? You know, and so I, you, I mean, I like to listen to people to talk because I feel like um, that's how I can get a lot of my questions. So I remember you saying that she saw the condom in your jacket mm-hmm. and she asked you, "Were you having sex with girls?" You said, "Yeah," and I was lying. Never had sex with a girl. Right, right, right. So, 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 so I caught that. But then you said, "Are you having sex with boys?" And you was like, "Yeah." Yeah. So she was like, "Oh, okay." So in her mind, she was thinking you was bisexual. Exactly. Meaning you was going both ways. Exactly. But you wasn't going both ways. Nope. You were just going one way. Yeah. So what made you think that you had to tell her that you was having sex with girls first for her to accept the fact that you was possibly dipping and dabbing with men? Like, was that something that you thought about, or you just was like, I'm going to just say yeah when she asked me, if she asked me. <laughs> Right. No, I definitely did think about it. I mean, you know, society. Back, I mean, gay has only been cool about three or four years. Yeah. Maybe maybe five. Yeah, maybe, maybe five. five. 2007. Yeah. It's when guys yeah. tried to rent tight jeans. Yeah. Like, even rent tight jeans and all that other stuff. Yeah. That shit was not I mean, popular. but I mean, but these jokers wearing tight jeans, and they say they rough, and I think that shit looks stupid. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, I'm not. I mean, no disrespect no, to the I tight like jeans it because their ass is showing. Right, 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 right. But I'm, but I'm just saying, for me as a man, I feel yeah. like you know, if you're not gay, yeah. why are you wearing those type of jeans, Slim? And I'm not saying those jeans are just for gay men. Right. But come on, young, pull your pants up, dog. Like, I mean, but because because you supposed to be r- rough right. and rugged and exactly. you know, exactly. Come on, man. That's even as gay people don't get it. I mean, you literally showing us your ass, literally. So I'm going to look so, at so as so as so you as a gay man you look and go damn some guy looking All and, time. and now he looking back like fuck you looking at nigga I'm looking at you exactly. nigga put your pants up if you don't want me to see your ass then exactly the fuck exactly. I don't get it you live you strong yourself but yeah how was it in school though I mean how I mean were you were, were you that open I mean I know you were open with mom Dukes yeah. Um, but were you that open in school? And, and if you were, I mean, how receptive were the were friends? Like people in general? Yeah. It's funny because, like, I would live two different lives. So in school, I was open. But at home, I was closed. Oh, in the neighborhood? Yeah. Wow. So as an Aquarian, you know, you kind of, like, so by yourself or alone, you kind of, you know, have your own little vibes. You're able to kind of fluctuate both sides. That's interesting. Because yes, we, we all like that. Yeah. I mean, not introvert all the time, you know, but it, time. but I can get to a place mentally where I can go home and I just shut down. Mm-hmm. Not because I got an attitude, not because I'm mad at nobody. I just shut down, turn my music on, get in the zone. I don't answer the phone. Mm-hmm. I don't turn the TV on. I just... I just go somewhere mentally, right. and then I go to sleep. I wake up, and I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm back live. Yeah. But then some people look at that like, "What's wrong with you? Why you don't?" Did it? Right. Why? Why can't I just be myself? 
Give me a minute for my alone time. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why it always got to be you, you, you? Well, no, right. I mean it ain't. But I mean, but actually, it is because you want to know why I'm I, aren't I that. talking to you? I want. I'm in my my little zone right mm-hmm. now. So yeah, that's wild. And the funny thing is, at school, like so in high school, like like the gay guys who I knew who were gay, they'll be messing around with the straight guys who were straight now. But you know how you all horny up and everybody doing stuff, so they be messing with them under the table, or they'll be in the locker room and messing with them. And it was one guy, he actually got on the football team just so he could like mess with niggas or like see niggas naked and shit like that. So like high school was wild. For real? For real. Did he play football or he just? No, he played football. He was a stocky, tall ass. Oh, okay. But he liked niggas, so he would play with niggas. He stalked this one boy back and forth. We all didn't know if he was gay or not. Right. But we used to, like, look at him. He was cute or whatever. So we would, you know, walk around and follow him. So high school was a totally different ball frame. And, and where did you graduate high school? Uh, 07. See, I came out of high school in the 90s. Oh, yeah, I'm not... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it, so back then, it's totally different. And so when I hear people openly gay talk about being gay, it's... it's um. Uh, it's a little scary because I feel like if you would have if you would have been gay openly gay when when I was in high school it might not have looked good for you. Exactly. Now I'm not saying that we didn't have gay people in school because we did and they was and I was cool with them. I mean I don't, I, I was cool with them and um, it wasn't ever an issue though because I feel like for me my I'm trying to see if I can say this the right way my popularity was so much as such that if you was cool with me, you was cool. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you cool everybody. Regardless if you was gay or not. So it wasn't like if, oh, if if if, if I knew you drew in school and, oh, yeah, what the, why the fuck you fuck with him? Wasn't nobody asked me that. Yeah. Because that's just, my, oh, that's my man, that's my homie. Yeah. Oh, all right. There wasn't no, yo, man, what the fuck you gay too? You know what I'm saying? It wasn't yeah, like that. But it. it was still those instances where if you was gay, you couldn't, Openly be like, oh man, come here, Slim. You couldn't do that because okay. you fucking around get your ass worked. <laughs> yeah, you feel like I mean, it was okay that people knew you was gay, mm-hmm. but you had to stay in your lane. Exactly, you had to stay in your lane, Slim. Exactly. If you if you came out your lane <laughs> and you, and fuck with a straight nigga, you yeah, yeah, you was fucked up. Yeah, you got yeah. So I, when I think about it like that, I think about it like damn. So it's like now it's a little bit more open because even in my last interview, he was talking about how he had to keep it closed. So his was reversed. He kept his clothes while he was at um, school and out and about. But then when he got home, he could be him with his friends. So it was a little different. But he was just saying how it was different in Texas because that's where he grew up. But then when he moved to this area, he saw how it was a little bit more open, a little little bit more welcoming. Yeah, D.C. area is very gay. But it took him a while to open up, though, because he was still living like he was in Texas. And I mean, mentally, I could understand that if you was... You know, mentally shut down and trying to hide it from so many people for right. so many years, mm-hmm. and then you move to another place. One, you move to another place, so you like let me yeah. let me chill. I don't want just. But then he said, as he you know uh, worked with his coworkers and went out mm-hmm. and saw the scene, Dupont Circle, all that. He right. was like, oh, they right. a little bit more, cool. a little bit more receptive. Yeah. And so now I feel like even with Jesse Smollett, it's like it's open, but why does it seem like it's harder? Or it's an issue for men to come out to say they gay versus women. Because I, I had a discussion with somebody, and I think I still might get a female's opinion on it mm-hmm. that's openly gay. But I wanted to get a couple males' perspective, and he gave me his. And I didn't get to go in depth, but I'm going to ask you. You know, Do you think that 
um, there's a perception where it's okay or a double standard, so to speak, that okay. it's okay for women to come out and be gay versus men. Because I noticed that when men come out, it's like a, like it's like, oh you, oh, oh, you, oh, you gay nigga, mm-hmm. what the fuck? But it's like, guess what? They did it in the NBA. Yeah. They did it in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They've done it in basketball. Yeah. They've done it in soccer. Mm-hmm. So why is it that if it's your neighbor, why is that an issue? Well, but if it's a if it's a star, oh, it's like oh he gay, oh I right, that's fine. Like what is that? Because when it's put in your face, it that's that's the that's the problem. Right. You know somebody you know is gay or comes out, that's the issue. The the only thing that really changed this problem is if is if straight men will back us up a little bit more. We're always out there for the Black Lives Matter. We're always out there for everything black because we are black. Y'all aren't gay, so y'all don't understand what we feel like and don't want to talk or don't want to be comfortable around us or you automatically... Maybe you are gay on the low and you don't want to bring yourself out. Uh, So we need more straight men coming out and helping us or just speaking about it so so other straight men will be comfortable. Us talking about it is not going to do anything. Just like like we need white people to talk about Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, we need someone on the other side... We need everybody to talk about that. We need need someone on the other side to help the, the other community out who has more power. When you're a man in general, you have more power than everything else. Right. We still haven't had a female president yet. Right. We need a man in power to help our community out. And they scared of that though. I mean, it's a lot of women that I'm that I've been looking recently that's, you know, starting to come out and saying that they're gonna run for president. And I mean if it happens, I mean it's gonna be history all over again. But I feel like even with this <clears throat> with this dude mm-hmm. in office now, sure. you know what I mean, it, it was one of those situations where you know, it was it was back and forth about you know I ain't I ain't voting for no female to be president. Right. What? But you would rather vote for this clown? Exactly. I don't understand your logic. I don't want no woman to be president. But it's women out here that's directors of companies, CEOs, sheriffs, mayors, council women. What are you talking about? Your like, mother. I, don't, I don't understand. Your prime example. Your mother. You know, in, in, in a uh, shit. Even in a co-parenting single family or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. she was your teacher. Right. Mom, why can't I? Boy, go in there and just did it, did it, did it. All right. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't understand what this whole this whole woman thing was where you don't want a woman to be president, but you would rather vote this clown in like, it's going to be any different. And now look where we at. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, even with the Jesse situation, again, to, to, to keep touching it, mm-hmm. was the MAGA. I'm like, the MAGA though? The MAGA. And so watch this. Where did MAGA come from? Trump. It came from this clown. And so now people openly feel like, just like you openly gay, mm-hmm. people openly feel like, oh, you know what? That's how I feel. And I could just kill you like right. that. Okay. That's fine. But what if black people, Mexican people, mm-hmm. white people, mm-hmm. what if they start opening up like, you know what? I'm not with this MAGA shit. Right. And every time I see somebody that got that hat on or talking about that MAGA shit, we're going to whoop their ass. Yeah, nah. What if that happened? Exactly. Then what? There'd be a whole issue. Then it's an issue. Trump calling thugs and all terrorists that. against society. All that. But yet, but yet, I haven't really heard anybody from the political standpoint yet to jump out and say, look, man, this is not right. And the only reason why I said I feel a certain type of way about it because he black, period, point blank. Mm-hmm. I don't care that he gay. I mean, it don't matter. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, if I met you and you out mm-hmm. and something got kicked off with you and you know me, Slim, I'm like Slim, you, you good? Right. Oh yeah, these, yeah, they fake. Oh no, nah, what's, what's good, fellas? Y'all good? They like, oh, are you, are you protecting this faggot? Yeah, 
What's up? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But and like oh, you said, up? it ain't enough of that going on because it's like this. Oh, damn, so let me, oh, let me get my phone. Let me get my phone. Right. What is that? That's this whole phone society. Help your fellow people out. Like you said, it's not that he's gay or black in general. He's a human being. Exactly. He's a he's a man. Why would you why would that, why would you allow to hurt another man like for no reason? For literally, no, if he's black, has no reason. If he's gay, has no reason. Both things he didn't choose. Right. That's Both true. things he didn't choose. We no no one chooses to be gay. No one chooses to be ostracized. No one chooses to be beat up. No one chooses to feel uncomfortable in a room. We don't choose to be gay. Trust and believe. I would love to love bitches. I don't like females. And so let's talk about that a little bit. Like, so when you when, so when you said early on when you would go to the mall, mm-hmm. typically you would think guys would look at females, but you basically went to look at males. At that point, when you were praying and when you were beating yourself up, saying that you didn't want to do that because that's what society told you was right. Yeah. Once you start having that conflict, how did you feel like you know you was like you know what I'm just going to go with it and see where it leads me, mm-hmm. versus continually. Beating yourself so up in the shell, right? Situation. How did how did that how did that look? Uh, I guess it was good. It was good. I had a boyfriend. That, I also had a girlfriend at the same time. Okay, we didn't do anything. We was just cool. My boyfriend. We had sex. I kind of got close into the gay community of DC and grew with the gay community. I was accepted. We we would talk about you know different situations about uh, straight guys and. Uh, the trade, the trade of the guys who are on down, who are down. on the down low, yeah, it was stuff like that. I mean, I know some guys who mess with like a, a, a down low guys who have kids and families and stuff like that. What? Yeah, these guys are real and they out here. Hold on, so you, they got kids, they got families. Mm-hmm. My friend right now, he works with a teacher. He has a family, he has kids, and but he openly gay. Well, no, he's not openly gay. He's on the down low. Well, I mean, well, when I say openly gay, he's literally gay. Oh, so it's okay. So okay. So now, because yeah. now you schooled me a little bit. <laughs> so openly gay mean you all the way out the door. You you open the door, it's open. Right. Down low mean you at the door, but you peeking and you coming out when you peeking. You say come in, but come in a certain way. Oh. Exactly. Because openly gay, you can still not tell nobody. I don't come in the room and say I'm gay. But right. if you ask me, I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm gay. Well, I have a boyfriend. There's a right. third down low. Is I don't know. I don't fuck with that gay shit. I ain't gay. I ain't never heard of gay. I don't fuck with niggas. They beat up gay people because they just that you know afraid of themselves. Because you know what? I had a conversation at the bar one time, <clears throat> and it wasn't like like literally gay conversation, but it was it's something that came up, mm-hmm. and I kind of spoke my opinion about it in general. <clears throat> and this dude like took offense to it, and like he took offense to it to the point where. Like, we was looking at him like, all right, cuz. But he was, like, really mad. And so I asked him. I said, I mean, are you gay? I mean, you mad? You getting mad like you gay. Yeah. No, nah, I ain't gay, nigga. But what the fuck y'all boo woo 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 I said, you got a family member that's gay? Yeah. No. Nah, but, I mean, what the fuck that mean? Why the fuck you at? And then it dawned on me. I was like, he gay. He probably gay, yeah. Because he too mad. What was the conversation? <clears throat> what was the gist of it? So the gist of the conversation was just, um... Working around gay men and trying to figure out if are they looking at you? Uh, are they are they are they eyeing you up and down? You know what I'm saying? And I mean, in my mind, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I mean, they probably are. We are human beings, just like everybody else. But I, I don't care. I said as long as they don't cross that line, I'm good. But if they cross the line without coming at me respectfully, I'm going to smack at them. 
That's when he got mad. Oh, go smack out there for what? What the Uh, yeah, he probably, what? probably his guy. But we had the bar, and I mean, I don't care. Yeah. But coming to the conversation so we can kind of see where you where you coming from versus attacking us. Right. So when he was like in attack mode, in my mind, me and my man looked at each other, we was like, I mean, we didn't say it out loud, but we yeah. said it facial wise, like, oh, he gay. Because yeah. he. He was getting too upset, so that's why I mean when I say I don't, I don't, I don't really get the old, the whole download thing because I had a conversation with a young lady, and we talked about the statistics of men that's been locked up mm-hmm. longer than ten years mm-hmm. in federal prisons that come home, mm-hmm. have openly straight relationships with women, mm-hmm. but the whole time they was in jail, they was gay. Yeah, they call it. Uh, Jail sex or jail gay? Jail gay? Yeah. Jail okay, gay. so you jail gay? Mm-hmm. Why you? Why you? Why you in jail? But then you come home and you hitting your your baby mother, your girl that what you was writing. But now you contracted AIDS or a disease, and now you giving it to them. But see, that's a double standard on the female tip, because the female could be gay up until she's eighteen, but then have a whole nigga and a whole husband and. Oh. And, and be fine. That's where that whole back and forth comes in. I ain't think we was gonna get into that because <laughs> you know what I'm saying. That's that whole thing. That's what irritates me. Females can do whatever they want to do in that sexual aspect, but once a guy messes with a guy one time, he's labeled as gay for the rest of his life. Right. That's not true. Because I know I know a few females that um that were openly gay and mm-hmm. in relationships, mm-hmm. and now. Like you say, they married, they got kids, yeah. they got a husband. Mm-hmm. Oh, I ain't gay. Oh, girl, no, I ain't gay. But you exactly. was openly gay for like at least the whole Both. time we was in high school. Most of your life. Both of my girlfriends turned turned gay, turned gay, was gay afterwards. And one of them went back to straight and had two kids. Like, how does, I mean, what is that? So is that it's society? So, society's allowing them to do that. I'm not allowing them, but it's, it's okay for females to do it. But if, if men do it, it's, it's not, a whole it's right. issue. Right. That's why it's down low. It's society making them down low. It's not them themselves. Society was okay with guys going back and forth. It would be no problem. So be- when you so when you first when you first figured it out, right? When you first figured it out, did you feel like you had to be down low first, or did you feel like you not not you know what? I'm gonna just I'm gonna just come out with. It. I ain't going. Take the headache and be like, oh, and be quiet about. It. I mean, even when you when you um when you came back home in the neighborhood, because mm-hmm. I mean you did it a little bit, you, yeah. you kept it closed. But when did you feel like you was like, you know what, I'm not gonna do this download shit. I'm gonna just come flat out with it <laughs> and just figure out and just go from there. Because some people, like you say, can't do that because you know they get ostracized. They like, right. oh, you faggy nigga, you can't ooh, don't right. you can't come around us no more. You can't shoot crap. But you might be the one that can fight. True. You might be the one that can play football. You yeah. might can be the one that was cool with everybody. But now that you gay, it's like, oh, no, nah, I ain't messing with him. Right. Like, I don't understand what that is. I mean, now, now, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> don't get me wrong. When I was younger mm-hmm. and I knew about people that were gay, I didn't even know what gay was. Like, really? Yeah. Like, you know, oh, he gay. I used to be like, he gay? What, right, what's that mean? What that mean? Yeah. <clears throat> he like men. I'm like, oh, damn, he like men? But in my mind, I'm like, What's wrong what with that? what is no not even what's wrong with that what does that mean Oh true What does that really mean like I'm, I'm a kid, I'm, yeah <clears throat> I'm a child so in, in my mind I'm like he like man what does that mean mm-hmm. Cuz I ain't 
I ain't intimate with no females yet, so I don't really know what that yeah, means when you say he like men. So it took a long time. Mm-hmm. And then even, like I say, when I was in high school, junior high school, and I met, you know, a couple of the gay people and we talked. And I mean, we rap all the time. And it's just like I try to pick their brain about, you know, what's this and that. And it's just like, Kevin, look, let me explain it to you this way. It's no different than you liking a girl. Exactly. It's what we like. Exactly. If you see a girl and she's shapely, she curved, mm-hmm. you know, she gets you hard, you look, you like, damn, I bet. It's the same thing for us yeah. with a man. I was like, damn, okay. Yeah, so, and then we got into the conversation, are people born gay? Yeah. And then, you know, that's been a discussion for a while. Are people just born, they come out of their mother's womb, and as soon as they can, you know, read, write, talk, or whatever, <laughs> they gay. I was like, that's a discussion that needs to be had because I'm not sure if that's true or not. Pe- people will say that it's true. Mm-hmm. Other people will say it's not true. And I'm just saying for me, <clears throat> I'm not saying that I don't think it's true, but I still feel like it's got to be something that's, um, um, that's one, um, very noticeable to the person, to yourself, okay. that you feel like that. Yeah. And then two, something that's not learned, but something that's experienced. Because you just said that you, you went to the mall, mm-hmm. you, 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 you was going to look at girls, but that didn't attract you. But when right. you start looking at boys, it was like, ooh, that's an ex- that's experience. Because you it was like trial and error in, in, in somewhat. In somewhat, yeah. You know what I mean? Or it could be natural. Right. But I mean, but but so like breathing, I naturally breathe, I naturally like guys. Right. So it's literally in your genetics. I mean, I was looking at this YouTube video my my friend sent me. It was saying it's actually a gene in your DNA. Really? That that's a gay gene. Wow. And it was saying they're also scared because if scientists actually can tap into that gay gene, they can take it away. So it's making it so we really know gay people at a certain point. If if your parents decided they want to take it out of you, wow. you know, at a certain point. That's. Dang. So it's can actually. Can you send me that? Yeah, I sent that to you. Wow. So it's, it's a gene and they can take it out. Mm-hmm. So that way you won't be gay at all. Won't be gay so more. everybody's born with this gene? That's what you said? Yep. That's exactly what he said. Everybody's born with that gene. And I didn't really get into it that much, but they can take it out. And it's at a certain point, whoever taps into that one gene is going to act on that one gene. Oh, that's. Not, now, see, now I'm looking at it totally different. Yeah. Because, I mean, so that so that means. Honestly, the statement that I just made is kind of not false, but <laughs> you was born with it's it. It's pretty false, yeah. We're wow. really born with it. Like I said, honestly, if I, if and of, and of, and of, and of course, and of course, people and of course, people will argue that. Of course, yeah. Of course, people will argue that. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, everybody's open to argue about whatever the fuck they want. But <laughs> that's interesting. I, I, I need you to send me that. Yeah, I see that. I need you to send me that. So. um <clears throat> So, being open, right? Mm-hmm. In D.C., openly gay, right? Mm-hmm. And you said you had a girlfriend, but you didn't do anything with her. Right. How did that make her feel? I mean, did she did, she did she want to be intimate with you and, you, and you just didn't? Or, like, how did that relationship look? When I meant intimate, I meant more so sex. Right. Like, I would touch her boobs, and we would kiss, and we would sit in the playground. And, you know, we would do the things that kids did in junior high school besides the sex part. Really? So they were happy. And she I was, was and she was okay with that? Yeah. And you was okay with that? I was damn sure okay with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing was about to happen. Wow. So when so when did that when did that transition go away where you felt like you was going you was gonna kinda be flirty with girls, you know, but you was gonna go all the way with males. So when did the girls kinda like like dwindle? Go away. Like like I'm not gonna deal with that no more. 11th grade, 17 years old, 17, 18 years old. Okay. That's when I really had my first boyfriend. And then I stayed with guys that whole time. In college, that's when it just blew up. 
I found this whole little gay clique, and I learned about the ballroom scene. What school did you go to? A high school or college? College. A UMES. Eastern Shore. Eastern Shore. Wow. Taking me back. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we, we used to take a lot of runs from Delaware State up to Eastern Shore. Yeah, right down the street. Yeah, yeah. We used to, yeah Eastern yeah, Shore, wow. Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is. Ain't nothing to do but uh, it's not drink the smoking pot. It's, it's, not, it's nothing up there. That's, that's all you can do. That's you, you, that's, that's, yeah, that's so at true. that point, I knew I was gay, and I was proud of, and it's proud to be gay. Like, I love being gay. It's something unique. It's something different. And it's a great community of people. Gay, right. gay people are the nicest people you're going to meet and the funniest people you're going to meet in the world. I ain't going to lie. I ain't gonna, that last part, I ain't going to lie. I know some funny... Listen. Listen, I got a story, man. I got a story. I ain't going to say his name, but I got a story. It was just... I'm going to say it was this gay dude <clears throat> when I was in high school. Everybody knew him. And this motherfucker can steal anything. Oh, yeah. As far as clothes. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he wasn't stealing no, you know, no bullshit. I mean, he was stealing polo, Gucci, Louis, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Coming to barbershop, all right, what y'all need? I got this, this, this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Back then, I was, you know, I was hustling. Yeah. So I had a couple dollars in my pocket. He come to barbershop, first thing out his mouth, no, everybody got to wait. I want to service my boy first. <laughs> Talk about me. Everybody yeah. looking at me like, nigga, you, you fucking this day? <laughs> but he was cool with me, though. Yeah. Cool as a fan. And, but he would make sure that if he had something nice, mm-hmm. me or my brother... Would get it first. I right. mean, because if I couldn't fit it, I would just buy it for my brother and give it to my brother when I got home. Oh, yeah. So we would get first dibs on everything. Mm-hmm. But he was one of the funniest motherfuckers I met in my life. You know? Like, I mean, he would. I mean, he would shoot his shot every now and then. I'd be like, "Yeah, come on, yeah." He'd be like, right, "I'm just, I just, I just wanted to make sure." You know, you gotta see. Right, right. But at, at, but at the end of the day, he was funny as shit. And then um, a situation happened where you know. Um, he was being he was being his flamboyant self and somebody that was homophobic, I would say if that's the right term. Yeah, right term. Somebody was being homophobic got, you know, man, man, get the fuck away from me with that gay shit. Da, 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 da. Right. He was like, nigga, whatever, da, da, da. <laughs> And when I say I had never seen a gay man forget that he was gay. I mean uh, I mean I lit I mean you could just see the switch in his eyes. Oh, like yeah. he he literally switched that gay shit off and beat the shit out of this nigga. <laughs> And from that point on, my respect for him grew so much because it was like, it wasn't like when he was done, he stayed in that mode. Mm-hmm. When he was done, he was like, and I bet your bitch ass. I was like, how the fuck did he just come out of the the, the gay, so, so to speak, gay shit, yeah. beat this nigga ass and come right back to the... I was like, good gracious. <laughs> I mean, and beat the brakes off Slim and it wasn't yeah. nothing we could really do and it wasn't like, I mean, everybody knew him. Mm-hmm. And everybody knew that his folks was, you know, in the streets too. Okay, yeah. So it wasn't like we could just jump the nigga. No, hell no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was one of those situations like, damn, Slim, you just got your, <laughs> damn, you just got your ass whooped by him? Yeah. What? That's terrible. All my mans can fight, yo. Like, fight. They're all from Baltimore too. I'm gonna tell you, beat niggas up. They ain't a joke. Drew, we, we be down there in five minutes. Ain't a, ain't a motherfucking problem. I got you. Like, they are fighters. Fight. Gay people can fight. What? We still niggas? That's what I don't understand. And the buckless niggas are gay niggas. And I, and, I, and I think that's the misconception. And then um, it's that conversation where it comes into play because you said that you are a what? Masculine gay. What does that mean? It means I'm naturally masculine. <clears throat> I'm okay. not feminine. I, I don't wear dresses. I don't want to have a vagina. I literally like being the guy who likes guys. Okay. 
and I'm masking with it. Okay, and what's the difference? And what's the difference? I mean, are there other terms that are used? Yeah, I can use a gay term, but you're not gonna get what I'm saying. Okay, well, let me. What is that? So, so I would be a butch queen. Okay. And the guy you're talking about, he would be a femme queen. So the difference is, I'm a masculine gay guy who likes being masculine. He's okay. a feminine gay guy who likes being feminine. Got you. And transgender is a gay person who is transforming into the opposite sex. Got you. And okay. a, a drag queen is a, a guy who just likes wearing female clothes. But still a guy. Right, still has a penis. Uh, but are they gay or no? Yeah, definitely. Everybody's gay. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, okay. I guess some straight people like wearing girl clothes. I don't right, care. Right, 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 yeah, right. But they're definitely <clears throat> Everybody's gay. That, I'm, okay. So, then, so you, so you the... <clears throat> you the masculine type. You're not the feminine type. I don't want to go in a room and no one knew I was gay. Okay. Girls hit me all the time. Really? Yeah. Like? Yeah. Like, you gay for real? I didn't know that. Now that your best friend is shit. It's exactly. That's that bullshit. <laughs> That's that bullshit. Why do why do and, and you know I'm about to start hating. Why do gay <laughs> men always have the baddest girlfriend? I be like, yeah, what? I'll be like, hey, Slim, hey, Slim, you know them folks? Hey, what's up, what's up? <laughs> exactly. What's up, what's up? Right here, the little light skin joke. I think you can have one. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I mean, and then they get in, they get neck in front of you and all that. I'll be like, yeah, can I please just be y'all friend for like an hour now? Please. <laughs> my homeboys always say that. Drew, we need to go to the mall together. You need to go to all the, all the sexy girls. I know you got some sexy girls in here. Oh, Nigga, you can have all that. That's crazy. That's my homegirl. You take her. Right. Chillin'. So, so um, in a nutshell, I mean, just to end this thing, like, like, what would you, what would you say to people that's maybe listening that might be gay, that might have a family member that's gay, that might um, know somebody, you know, that's gay, yeah. and they love that person, right? Mm-hmm. But um, you know, they may um, not understand what that person may be going through or living through, you know. Um, you know, in this society that tells everybody that, you know, you can't be gay or you can't be this. Right. Like, and, and, and you know, even as a parent, you know, some parents may be scared, like you just said, for your safety. Right. What would you say now in being openly gay if you had to talk to somebody that had somebody that was still kind of, you know, that that down low gay, but right. they want to be fully gay? Like, what would that conversation be like if that was you saying, look, hey, if he's gay, nurture this do that like what would that sound like i would honestly tell you tell them to have an open mind and talk to that person even with the guy you were saying you thought was gay maybe it was someone after he left the bar on the, the, the barber or something just talk to him a little bit and don't try not to be so aggressive on them and just understand where they're coming from and just ask questions but don't feel like you're feeding into them and just tell them it's fine you know I'm your friend. I'm here. I love you. I'm, I just want to make sure you are okay. And I want to learn a little bit more on how you feel. Just have an open mind. Because everybody goes through a lot of different shit, stressed with life in general, right. on top of that gay shit. Right. And it's extremely stressful trying to live two different lives all the, all the time. Right. So just talk to a person. Right. A person will usually open up if you consistently talk to them and just feel like you want to understand what's going on in their lives. So just talk to your family members. Talk to your friends. And keep your mind open. Try your best not to judge and share your experiences. A lot of straight guys have had experiences with men. And it's not a problem. When you were young, it's not a problem. You're young. You're going to do stupid stuff. So express that to somebody who maybe you think is gay and, and they'll and, open up a little bit more. And now that dude's older, they ain't going to talk about that shit. Yeah, they, they need to. Yeah, they ain't going to talk about that shit. That's that shit that they hold in. And then next thing you know, they hold before get trying to beat up gay people. Right. That's crazy. Just talk about it. So, um... <clears throat> 
One last thing about the Jesse thing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this is just something that I thought about. Um, even though he's famous and even though we should be able to walk freely everywhere, you know, we go, how do you think that's going to look now after it's out in the open? I'm, I'm talking about for y'all community. Like, yeah. how, I mean, what, what type of, what type of, um, what, what, what is that scene going to look like now? Like, because I know y'all took that, like, I know that had to be like a, what the fuck? Right, y'all messing with our man. How, 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 like, what is that going to look like now? I mean, to be honest, it's hot right now. It's going to die down next week. So it's not going to look like nothing. Okay. Nothing going to look like nothing just happened. Okay. He's another gay guy who got beat up. Okay. And it's going to be the next the next big story. Nothing's going to happen because we need the straight men to have our back a little bit harder. We're not gonna hurt y'all if we try to talk to you. Just say, "Oh man, I'm good." We're not gonna do that for nothing. Oh, I mean, I've done it. I've done it on. The, I've done it on the regular. Yeah. I, I, how you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm good. Oh, you good? Yeah. Oh, all right. No problem. Not in no bad way, yeah. but just like I'm good. Right, right. I mean, and I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes it make me laugh. I'll be like, "Damn, am I that cute? Like, it's what the fuck? Yeah. You look that good. It's about want to talk to you. Everybody I'll be like, yeah, come you. on, yeah, come on. Ah, like, you never hear about no gay guy raping a straight guy. You never That's hear true. about that. So if you hear the opposite. That's true. Straight men are raping everybody in the world. Right. We ain't never raping nobody. Right. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I just feel like, man, look, man, I didn't know um, how this was going to go. <clears throat> I definitely didn't know um, a lot about what you just explained to me, so I appreciate that. But then again, I also appreciate the fact that you was willing to do it. I mean, a lot of people yeah. say, you know, that they want to talk about certain stuff and then don't. Mm-hmm. Or then, you know, tell me that they want to, you know, get recorded because they know this going to go out, you know, yeah. in, the, in the world. And some and some people last minute be like, you know what, I thought about it, I don't want to do that. And that's fine. I mean, I'm cool with that. Yeah. So I'm always appreciative of the people who take time to sit down with me to talk because I feel like the more um, I build on my interviews, the more it builds my character, one, and then right. two, it builds on my um, way that I interview because a lot of people um, that I've listened to, and I've listened to a few podcasts, I've watched a few podcasts, mm-hmm. and the one thing that I learned with some of the podcasts is I'm not ever going to give any... Um, scripted type episode it ain't never going to be oh i'm going now i might jot down some notes just so i can remember some stuff if i happen mm-hmm. to talk to another person or if i'm having a conversation with somebody but i never like write down like questions like oh where was you know what i mean yeah. i wanted to be straight flowing if Organic. it's yeah. if it's if it's raw to the point where we stumble on some shit or <laughs> we get off topic i can try to you know facilitate it back so we can get back on topic but i never want people to think that it's something scripted and then i'm you know talking about something um that i always know because i don't know nothing about being gay right <laughs> i mean i know gay people i know um you know i know people that have you know been in situations where they got beat up right i know um people that killed themselves when they came out, you know, I know, I know, I know a guy um, that I went to Catholic school with. Um, I don't want to say his name, but he he oh, he came out and told a few of us, his boys, mm-hmm. that he was gay, and he got picked on so much in his neighborhood mm. that his mother went to his room one day and he was hanging from the ceiling. Jesus, you know what I'm saying? So I know instances of that. So that's why when 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 the first interview, uh, when the first guy I interviewed wanted to talk. It, 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 it brought back some of those memories. Like, damn, I remember this. Right. And, but it's like, I wouldn't know how it is to be an openly gay man in America, let alone D.C. Right. But then, like we first talked about earlier, about the tight pants, and you was like, well, shit, if they're going to wear the tight pants, I'm going to look at their ass. Please do. And that's, and, that's a, and that's a real comment from you. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, 
if if that word got out that if these youngers wearing these tight pants and they not gay and they knew that y'all was looking at them, would that stop them from wearing the pants? Would that stop them right. from hanging their underwear down? I think it would. So I'm not saying it to scare them, but I'm just like Slim. Like, you mad at this dude looking at you, but look what you're doing. Look you, what you, you look what you're giving him. You literally sponsor him. <laughs> <laughs> and people are going to bite. So make sure you know what you're giving out. Hey, I love it. <laughs> Make sure. We looking, man. Hey, you hear this, uh, fellas? Y'all sponsoring this bullshit, man. Y'all better stop playing, man. Looking. I, man, that's terrible. Man, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad you took some time, man. Okay. And um, I, like I say, y'all, every time I do this, I feel like I want to bring something to the table that's different and, um, and unique. And I feel like this is um, one of those topics that's real touchy. And I don't have a problem touching it. So if it's anybody... Um, after this um, interview is over with, if anybody want to reach out to me, um, I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, just just reach out to me, man. I mean, if it's a female out there that want to get her perspective, let's hear it. I mean, I didn't think that I was going to make this, uh, uh, you know, a two, three, four-part series. But if that's what happens, then it is what it is. Because I did a series um, last year on relationships, and it ended up being... Seven pots. Oh damn! And I didn't think it was going, but people wanted to talk about it. Yeah. People wanted to talk about this. They wanted to talk about yeah. that. And then I did mental illness. That ended up being two or three pots. I, I talked about PTSD. Mm-hmm. You know that that was three or four pots. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like some of the stuff that I talk about, people want to talk people about it. Hear, but yeah. they but they want to talk about it after they hear. Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to talk about it. Oh, hey man, look, I'm about to do a show on. Like, oh, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't talking about that. But then after they hear it, they like, oh, damn, they okay. I, well, Kevin, maybe I want to. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm at. If y'all want to talk about it, let's talk about it. If not, hey, listen, the dude that's in office right now, um, you know, um, he, he's, he's, he's a joke. He's bringing a lot of attention to himself based on the actions of others. Mm-hmm. And these people that's walking around with this MAGA shit, it, it ain't cool. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, honestly, um, I'm not trying to condone violence, but I feel like real soon, you know, it's going to be a group of people that's going to get tired of shit, whether it's the gay community, whether it's the, you know, straight community, it don't matter. I feel like, you know, in a little while, people going to get tired of this bullshit mm-hmm. and people going to have something to say and they ain't going to say it with their mouth. Right. I, I, I'm going to just leave it like that. So y'all know I love y'all, man. I, I thank you again, Slim, for, for doing this with me, sitting yeah, down. Man. I love y'all for listening, man. Y'all know where I'm at. If you want to reach me, get at me. Y'all know I love you, man. Y'all be easy. Six, man, I'm out.